You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. Happy Mother's Day! Today we honor all mothers in this special preaching by Pastor Ariel Marquez. Today we're actually celebrating Mother's uh, Day and we do have a message about moms, okay? And uh, how many of you appreciate your own mother? Can you please raise your hand? Alright, I hope you do raise your hand because kung wala sila, wala kayo, okay? And so... Uh, you know, whether uh, they're no longer here uh, with us or they're still here with us, I do believe that God has used them and they're in- instrumental in raising us up into whoever we are now. And I do want to take this time also to honor my own mom. She uh, is not here, but I was able to call her this morning uh, because uh, she she feels a bit weak, uh, weak uh, lately and she's been suffering uh, early stage of Parkinson's. So that's my mom. Uh, and we're uh, three siblings. Uh, that's my brother Bernard and my sister Christine. And uh, you know, I just want to thank the Lord for her because she's able to raise up three uh, challenging and beautiful children. Okay, but anyway, so anyway, so uh, and also, uh, you know, in our family, I'm not sure how he should be able to do that, but she raised up uh, uh, eventually. Two boys became two pastors. Okay, my brother Bernard is now one of the pastors of Victory Fort, and uh, I do want to just honor her uh, for that. I do also want to honor my wife, who's a mom to all my children. Uh, sorry for uh, uh, you know those of you who don't have the mic. I do have the mic, so I can honor anybody I want. But anyway, so <laughs> uh, but I do want to honor everyone here who's a mother. All right, we're going to be talking about a special mom uh, in the Bible. And uh, I do believe that for, for many years we've been talking about different moms in Scripture. Uh, I think years ago we talked about the mom of Moses. Uh, a while back we talked about the mom of Sam, uh, Samuel. But today we're going to be focusing about the mother of no less than the Messiah himself, Jesus. And who is that woman? Mary. Okay, so I'd like to invite everyone to stand up with me as we uh, read God's Word this afternoon. We're going to be focusing on the story of Mary and her role in uh, humanity, and also her role in raising up uh, the Savior of the world. Okay, now how many of you uh, are familiar with Mary, the story of Mary? Okay, so we're going to be reading that right now. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 35. Okay, just read along with me. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named... Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was who? Mary. Right? So that's why that's where we get the, the name Virgin Mary because she was called by God to be the mother of Jesus when she was still a virgin. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Can you tell that person beside you? The Lord is with you. Sagutin mo na rin. And also with you. Okay? Para feel natin lahat yan. Okay? Mary was blessed because the Lord was with her. And I believe that we're also blessed because the Lord is with us. However, the favor and the grace of God upon Mary is such that there's no other woman on earth that can actually do what she did, which is to, to mother the Savior of the world. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled. At his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. 
He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for our time this afternoon. Lord, we, we celebrate your goodness upon our lives. We thank you for every mom that is here and those who are not here. Lord, we thank you for, for them. For Lord, you have used them, Lord God, to, to be able to uh, give birth to each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord God, that a mother is called to be a mom. And we thank you that motherhood is a calling, God. In the same way that you have called Mary to be the mother of Christ. It was a calling coming from you, God. I pray that you would give us keen understanding of what the Holy Scripture uh, is saying about her role in humanity and even in her role, Lord God, in the life of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. You may all be seated. All right. If a mom is beside you, can you please tell that mom, Ma, ikaw na. Yeah, okay. For those of you who are foreigners, what does that mean? Okay, mother, you the one. Parang ganon, okay. You are <laughs> mother, you are. Parang ganon, no? Anyway, literally, no. So anyway, we want to honor the mothers uh, this afternoon, actually this whole day, and we're focusing on the story of Mary. Now, how many of you are familiar with Mary growing up? Who Mary is? How many of you uh, attended maybe a Catholic school? Can you please raise your hand? Okay, I attended a Catholic school. I graduated. Actually, I attended Immaculate Conception Academy of Manila. Okay, when I was uh, still living in Tondo. Okay, so how many of you were raised up as a Catholic? Can you please raise your hand? Uh, continue raising your hand, please. All right, that's the majority of us. Okay, and so uh, I, I do want to take this time to, uh, to study what the Word of God is saying about this wonderful, special woman that God has chosen. In fact, somebody, you know, some people are asking us as pastors, and when they come to church and they ask, Pastor, do you believe in Mary? And we say, yes, of course. We believe in Mary. We believe in the special role that God has uh, a, a given her in, in being chosen as the mother of Jesus. Okay, and so we want to do just study what the real theological uh, facts about who Mary is and what are some of the misconceptions about her uh, womanhood and humanity. Okay? And so, when the angel appeared to Mary, this was the response of Mary. And this is known actually as the Magnificat. Okay? The Song of Mary, found in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in what? In God, my Savior. Okay? So she was declaring, Mary herself was declaring that she was a humble servant before the Lord and that she also is in need of salvation. So at the very first 
uh, encounter with Mary and the angel, she was declaring, you know, I myself don't deserve this. I am a woman, I'm an ordinary teenager, and yet you call me to do such a uh, thing as this, and yet I am in need also of salvation. Verse 48, For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me what? Blessed. For the Holy One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. So let's look a little further about some background on Mary. Now, I believe you're familiar with this particular picture, right? And so, we want to go ahead and study what's the theological basis, what's the real uh, you know, background of this woman that God has chosen, Mary's profile. What's her occupation? She's a wife, she was a mother, and she was homemaker. Okay? Who was the husband of Mary? Joseph. Okay? Sa Tagalog, si Jose. Okay? The relatives of Mary, Elizabeth, who happens to be her cousin. Elizabeth is the mother of John the Baptist. That's why when Elizabeth was pregnant at her very old age, uh, that was the time when the Lord spoke to Mary that she's also going to be pregnant with Jesus. And when Mary... Uh, you know, met Elizabeth, the, you know, the, the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumped up, okay? Basically, Jesus and John the Baptist were cousins, okay? So that's the relationship between the two. Zechariah, the husband of Elizabeth, was a high priest in the temple at that time. Now, when you talk about children, who were the children of Mary? Of course, the eldest child of Mary, okay, is Jesus. Now the question there is, did Mary and Joseph have children after they gave birth to Jesus? The answer is yes. Okay? Now some of you are a bit bothered by that answer. But this is found in Scripture. Okay? That's why, you know, Mary is not a perpetual virgin. Okay? They lived on to be a normal couple. The very purpose of the Lord when He chose Mary was He actually chose Mary, yes, to be the mother of Jesus, but then they are married and they eventually had children of their own. In Matthew chapter 13, and I'm not preaching anything beyond the Bible here. We're only talking about the Word of God. In Matthew 13, verse 55 to 56, it's a scripture that supports that. Okay, When Jesus was ministering in His own, own hometown, they were wondering who this guy was because they kind of knew who he was. Okay, why is he able to do miracles? And why is he able to multiply the bread? Why is he able to heal the sick? And why is he able to raise the dead? And the question was, isn't this the carpenter's son? Di ba yan yung anak ng carpintero dyan sa... Si Mang Jose? Ganun yun eh. If you translate it in Tagalog, if you read the Tagalog version, that's kind of like that. Di ba yan yung anak ni Mang Jose na carpintero dyan sa kanto, nakatira? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James? Now, James happened to be the first bishop of Jerusalem. If you will read your Bible, just take note of this. Acts chapter 15, she, he was the first bishop. He's not James, the son of Zebedee. That's James the Great. This is James the Just. Okay? He became the first bishop of Jerusalem. And he was the one who authored the book of James in the New Testament. Ah, yes. So he wrote that. 
That's, that's James is considered the half-brother of Jesus. Because James, who's the parents of James? Mary and Joseph. Who is the father of Jesus? God. Joseph was not the father of Jesus. Are we here this morning? I mean, this afternoon. Right? Because that's the reason why when Mary presented herself to Joseph, she's pregnant. By whom? By the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, that's James, okay? And, and they went on. You know, James and all the brothers of Mary, they were so committed. After Jesus died, uh, they went on to believe and serve in the church. And we will see that later on, okay? James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. Now, this is not the Judas Iscariot, okay? Who betrayed Jesus. That's a different Judas because Judas uh, was a uh, pretty common name uh, among them. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, boy, okay? <laughs> or tonton or whatever, okay? Uh, in those days, okay? Now, verse 56, aren't all his sisters with us? So, they had children after Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because they're husband and wife. How many of you are husband and wife? Will people question if you have children? I don't think so, right? So Nazareth, hometown of Mary, Nazareth in Galilee, is the same place where Jesus grew up. Where was Jesus born? Bethlehem. Where did he grow up? Nazareth. If you will look at the map of Jerusalem or in, uh, in Israel, uh, Nazareth is one of the bigger cities on the northern part of Galilee. Okay? So that's uh, near the Sea of Galilee. And uh, unfortunately, if you go there today, modern-day Nazareth is no longer Jewish. Modern-day Nazareth is known as the Arab capital of Israel due to a large population of Muslims. About 69% reside in, in Nazareth nowadays. Okay, And the rest, actually, believe it or not, Christians. Many of them are Catholics. About 30% are Catholic. About less than 1% are Jewish in origin. Okay, So what's the mission? Okay, uh, The mission of Mary is to give birth to Jesus and to be... Actually, his mother. His mother on earth. Okay, To give birth to Jesus and to be his mother on earth. So these are some generally accepted truths about Mary. Okay, If you look at Mary, Mary is human being. She's not part of the Trinity. Who are the people in the Trinity? Who are persons of the Trinity? The Father, the Son, and... The Holy Spirit, contrary to what other people uh, believe is, the Holy Spirit is not a woman. Though her act, though the actions or sometimes the expression of the Holy Spirit is kind of ladylike and motherly-like, okay? And Mary is not part of the Trinity, alright? She was born as a human being. Look at the person beside you. Kind of like that person. Okay, pakihawakan mo yung kamay. Okay, hawakan mo yung kamay. Yan, nakakapamo, di ba? Tao. Tao si Mary, hindi siya spirito. Alright? So, she's a servant of God. She was a virgin. She was highly favored by God. Can you imagine that? You know, out of all the people in the world, she was chosen by God to be the mother of the Son of God. I mean, how many of you would like to have that privilege? 
Ibang klase yun, di ba? I mean, that's, that's an amazing privilege. You know, you're able to, to bear that baby in your womb for nine months and able to raise him up in a natural way as a normal child. And yet, eventually, the purpose, you understand, the purpose is for this son of yours to give his life as a ransom for humanity. Highly favored by God. Now, there's nothing uh, more special than Mary. And I believe that Yes, she's full of grace. She's highly favored. That, but you know, the reason why she was favored by God was not because of her uh, accomplishments. It's not because she was better than the other, well, than the girl next door. It's not because she was the most righteous teenager at that time. Guess what? She was chosen by God. You know the reason what? Why? Simply because He is God, and He chose her simply because He wanted to. Period. Okay? If you want to question God, go ask Him. Okay? I don't know. Ipinili niya si Mary. Okay? In the same way that God chose Abraham to be the father of Israel, guess what? Why did you choose Abraham, God? There are other people in that plan, on the planet at that time that you have chosen, but why Abraham? Eh, gusto ni Lord eh. That's the sovereign doctrine of God. The sovereignty, the doctrine of sovereignty. You know the so- doctrine of sovereignty? He alone can choose whatever He wants because He is God. He is the only one who has that privilege. Not you, not me. Amen. Right? So we can question His sovereignty. He chose, uh, he chose Abraham to be the father of Israel. He chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus. A woman of rare strength and obedience. Can you imagine that? You being a teenager, the next day you are pregnant. How can you imagine if you would go back home to your mom and dad? Ma, dad, I'm pregnant. Through the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I mean, they'd look at you and say, Messiah tong anak ko. And she took the risk of obeying God. She was engaged to Joseph. Joseph had in mind to divorce her quietly. But yet the angel of the Lord also appeared to Joseph and said, Don't worry, Joseph. What Mary has in her womb is from God. Go and marry her. And so they did. They were together. A woman of fair strength and obedience. She was the only human being to be with Jesus throughout his entire life. From birth to death. Not even the closest disciples of Christ had that privilege. Jesus merely started this ministry at the age of 30, and He walked on this earth doing uh, ministry for about three and a half years or so. Okay, And Mary had the privilege from day one, from the beginning, until the time when Jesus was dying on the cross. She gave birth to Jesus as her baby and watched Him die as her Savior. That was a, that was a unique privilege that Mary had. She had other sons and daughters whose father was Joseph. And she is a mother worth emulating. Now, I realize that some of the names that were given to Mary is, Mary is the mother of Jesus. Okay? She's not the mother of God, by the way. How many of you know that God has no mother? Because... If you look at the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
even before all of us existed, God was already existing. Time as we know it right now is not even existing at that particular time. God was present in eternity past. He was hovering over the darkness and He was the one who created. Guess what? There's no God has no mother. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. For God, there's no beginning and there is no end. Thus, He does not have a mother. Yes, Mary is the mother of Jesus here on earth, but not the mother of God. Now, there's some uh, common theological truths, okay? Mary was not without sin. How many of you know that Mary is also a human being just like you and me? How many of you sin? The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, But all men are sinners, for all have sinned and have fallen, fallen short of the glory of God. Okay? Mary was not born a sinless person. In fact, if you will look at the doctrine of Immaculate Conception, please do go and read. Don't just... Don't just bank on what I say. Go and study. Go and study the scripture. Go and research. Go and open your books. Okay? Back in history, December 8, 1854, Pope Pius IX was the one who declared the doctrine of Immaculate Conception. It was only after 1800 years after the church has been established that a human being declared that Mary was without sin when she was born. That's you know, when you talk about immaculate, immaculate means without stain, without any sin, okay? The immaculate conception was not referring to Christ. But how many of you know that Jesus is also is immaculate conception? When Jesus was born, there was no sin, right? Because there's no human element in His body because He was born of God. Are we getting it? There was no sinful nature that was passed through Christ. Okay, I'm going to go slowly here. Okay? But Mary, since she was a regular human being, guess what? The same sin that was passed from Adam came through her as well. Alright? Thus, you know, if you're asked, how did that happen, Pastor? But how can she carry the womb, Jesus, uh, baby Jesus in her womb? Okay? That's the mystery of the Incarnation. Okay? Don't ask me. I am not a doctor. But the Bible says, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And if you're familiar with the book of creation back in Genesis, the Spirit of God was hovering over the darkness before He started creating. And how many of you know that God can create anything? Can God create a human being? You know, Jesus did not come into a regular human being. Boom! Just like the Hi, I'm here. You know why? Because they will not know where he came from. You know, how can you prove that you are a human being? You just came out. But thus, you know, it has to be proven that he was a regular baby and he was a regular human being coming from the form of a baby and yet God was the one who made him and just used Mary to be able to give birth to our Messiah. Okay? Again, are all men sinners? Do you think that your pastors are sinners? Ang lakas ng sagot nyo, ah. At ang bilis ng sagot nyo. Sige na nga, inaamin ko na. Okay? Even your pastors, we sin. <gasps> Totoo. We're human beings. Do you mean that the Catholic priests are also sinners? Yes. 
Lalakas ang mga sagot niyo, ah. What about the Muslim imams? Yes. What about the cardinals? What about the bishops? What about the pope? Yes. Everyone on this earth. If you are a human being, you're a sinner. There's only one person who did not sin. Who is that? Jesus. He is the only one who was qualified to be the Lamb of God who can take the sins of the world. Are we getting it? Only God deserves worship, not man. He is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Therefore, He alone can answer man's prayer. There's only one mediator between God and man. And who is that? Jesus Christ. It's also found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Okay? So, uh, there's only one mediator. There's no co-mediatrix. Okay? Mary is not an advocate. Mary can never mediate. Because she also has sinned herself. Only one who gave his life on the cross is able to mediate us. A mediator is like a high priest who connects us to God. We were seeing that song earlier. Remember that? Only through the blood of Jesus. Only through the blood of Christ. Okay, Not through any other means. Only through his blood. That's why he is the official mediator between God and man. Jesus already existed even before the eternity with the Father and the Holy Spirit, but His humanity started when Mary conceived Him. That's why this is the beautiful uh, doctrine of incarnation wherein Jesus had to come in the form of a human being, 100% human, yet 100% God. He's not 50-50. He's a 50% God at saka 50% human being. Alright? Luke chapter 134 says, How will this be? Mary asked, Since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the one to be born will be called the Son of God. Because with God, nothing is impossible. That's why when he chose Mary, she is one of the greatest mothers that can ever be. Can you imagine being the mother of the Savior of the world? No less. That's Mary. I have three quick points here. Mary's motherhood. Number one is she presented her son back to God. And we would see that in Luke chapter 2, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, or Jesus, to Jerusalem to what? To present him to the Lord. How many of you are familiar with baby dedication? Or christening? This is where we get that practice. When you say you present somebody to the Lord, you know, you're offering that person back to God. As it is written in the law of the Lord, Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. In other words, every firstborn male and every firstborn animal has to be redeemed. And how do you redeem that? By offering a lamb or maybe two doves. Okay? Can you imagine this? The Redeemer was first redeemed by His parents in order for Him to be able to redeem all of us. Okay? The word present... It's from the Greek word paristemi. Everybody say paristemi. Paristemi means to bring into one's fellowship or intimacy, to bring near, to place a person at once 
dispose of. And that's exactly what Mary did. This child Jesus was not hers to keep. She basically offered her back to the purposes of God. How many of you know as parents that is our role? Because we don't own our children. Are we here this afternoon? You can control their lives forever. Okay, how many of you have young children? Less than 12 years old. Can please raise your hand? Wave your hand. At this stage of the game, guess what? We are in charge. Diba? We are the one in control. Why? You are the one who decides what kind of wear, uh, sh- uh, shoes that he will wear, what milk he will drink, which school he will go to, what movies to watch, what books to read, what kind of friends he'll have. You control that person. If Anna, my eight-year-old, will come to me one day and says, Dad, I don't like the food on the table. No, you eat that. I'm in charge. Because I control her life right now. But a time is coming. How many of you have teenagers and adults who are your children? Yung ikutun yung adults na. Okay, malalaki na. Hindi malalaking problema. Malalaki lang. Okay, how many of you? Okay. Do you still control their life? No more. There's a time of letting go. And Jesus, present, uh, Mary presented Jesus because one day, this baby will grow up and he will make his own decision. Guess what? Yesterday, I was uh, driving here uh, to, uh, to the office from the house and Bea, my 21-year-old, decided to tag along. Okay? And Obeya actually is about to graduate uh, you know, uh, here uh, in, sometime in June. Okay? And so he already has a, she already has, has a job. And yesterday, when, she was, uh, when I was driving, she basically just told me, Dad, I need the car. Uh, so, ganun lang yon. You know how I responded? Uh, when will you give it back? <laughs> so anyway, that was the conversation between, ma, uh, between father and daughter who's an adult already. I don't control her life anymore. I presented her before the Lord when she was a young child and I said that one day she will make her own decisions. And I, be- I believe that day has come. And so when she told me, she needs a car, I'm just going to pick you up. I go, okay, I'm going to be ministering at 5 o'clock Saturday. Just come back for me at 7 o'clock. And so that's kind of like the picture of our children. If you have children, guess what? If you're a young parent, guess what? That time will come. That might be good news for some of you. Now, if you have a child age 45, okay, you got to let him go. Please. If he or she is still at your home and asking, Ma, anong gagamitin ko ngayong araw na to? 45 years old, please naman! Umalis ka na dito, di ba naman? It's time to let go. Jesus was presented by the mom in the temple. Presented by her son. Presented her son. Mary thus is a godly mother. She knew what the law requires. She's so familiar with scriptures. She could have told the priest, Don't you know I am the mother of the creator of the earth? Why will you require this on me? I am above the law. I don't have to offer anything because he is my son. My son is the Messiah here. Come on now. No. She submitted herself. 
to the law because she was a godly woman. She knew scripture. She knew that the Messiah was coming. What she did not know was that God is going to call her to be the mother of the Messiah. And that was such a privilege. She protected her son. When, uh, you know, when Jesus was a baby and uh, Herod was had discovered basically because of the wise men who went to the palace and they were looking for the king of the Jews. You want to worship the king of the Jews. Herod said, kill all the, he- uh, the Hebrew boys. And so there was a killing spree at that time. And yet, uh, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and he said, get up. He said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for a Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Mary was submissive enough to listen to her husband Joseph and say, Tarana, let's go to Egypt. And I believe that the very gifts of the Magi were used to finance their trip in Egypt. Mother. When you, see, when, you, when you hear the word mother's instinct, what does that mean? Very protective. Talagang wow. Kailangan, you know, kailangan alagaan ko yung mga anak ko, di ba? You know, wala na siyang kakainin, basta maibigil na yun sa mga anak niya. Very protective. How many moms do we have in this place again? How many of you are kind of like that, di ba? You want to protect your children. Ni ayaw ang madumihan ni. Eh. Padumi pa lang, huwag kang dudumi. Very protective. May pabahing pa lang, huwag ka dito, bumabahing ka dito. Ang ano lang baby ko, di ba? Yung ayaw mo siyang ma... masapian, ma... ma... Ayaw mo siyang malapitan ng dumi. Di ba? You know, there's a story in China back in 2008 in, in, a, in an earthquake, a very tragic event. But yet, you can see the picture of how mothers would instinctively save their children. Right after the earthquake and when the rescuers were actually digging for the rubble, this is what they found. They found a mother covering her child under the rubble before the house collapsed. That's mother's instinct. Presented or protected. Protecting her young, always. That's the nature of a mom. Okay? Thus, Mary is a good mother. He, uh, or she, she went out of her way to be able to save, to, to protect this Jesus. And, you know, she could probably say, you can actually protect yourself. Diba? I mean, if you know that Jesus is the Son of God and you're the mother, I mean, you can't even, you can't protect your son because he is the one who ought to protect you. But yet, as a mom, she did her part in protecting her son. In fact, we're not going to read through this anymore, but there was an incident where in, you know, they went to uh, Jerusalem, and then when they came back, Jesus was left in the temple. They thought he was with them. And what did they do? They came back for them, for him. Okay? That's a picture of how committed Mary was uh, with Jesus because he does not want her son to be hurt. Okay? Because, you know, and that's why uh, Jesus said, Don't you know I have to be in my father's house? But yet Mary said, It's time to go home with mom and dad. So Jesus complied with his mom. He was 12 years old at that time. Last point, and I'm about to close, is persevered with her son till the very end. 
You know, there are only two instances wherein Mary was mentioned in the book of John. The first instance was the first uh, miracle of Christ in the wedding of Cana, John chapter 2. How many of you are familiar with that particular story? Diba? There was a wedding in Cana, the, the wine ran out, and Mary found out about it, and he said, and she made a suggestion to the servants, you know, this is my boy, he'll do miracles. Take it away. Diba? But yet, Jesus, sa totoo lang, you know, Jesus, when he answered the mom, woman, my time has not yet come. And the address of woman, I guess for the Jewish culture, was not in, irrespectful, okay? Or disrespectful. Okay, maybe that's acceptable, or maybe that's a term of endearment at that time, okay? And the last, uh, and the second instance of her being mentioned in the book of John was at the foot of the cross at the time when Jesus was about to die. John chapter 19, But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleopas and Mary Magdalene, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, who's that disciple? John. Okay? Standing nearby, he said to his mother, Ano sabi niya? Woman na naman, hindi mama. Okay, woman, behold your son. Now, don't go home tonight and tell your mom, Woman, I like sinigang for dinner. Medyo disrespect yun. Sa culture natin, di ba? But for the time, during the time of Christ, that was acceptable. And he was actually, you know, and Joseph was nowhere to be found at this time. It was believed by the scholars, by biblical scholars, that Joseph probably died when they were young uh, children, okay? Because, you know, Joseph is nowhere to be found. Mary is always being mentioned in Scripture and no mention of Joseph in the latter years of Christ. That's why when Jesus was on the cross, being the eldest in the family, you know what? His responsibility was to take care of his mom. And what will he do? And to do this cross, eh? Malapit siyang mamatay. Okay? And he said, Woman, behold your son. Siyempre, hindi siya makapagturo eh. Okay? So, dun siguro namin nakuha mga Pilipino yung ganun. Okay. So, behold your son. Okay? Hindi niya matuturo. Okay? John, behold your mom. What he was telling both is, John, bahala ka na kay mom. Take care of my mom. In the same way I love my mom, love my mom. Ma, si John, best friend ko yan. Noong nag-last supper kami, nakahiga pa yan dito sa dibdib ko. Okay? Kaya close kami yan. He will take care of you. And guess what? If you will read the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 14, Mary and, his, and her brothers were one of those disciples waiting in the upper room. And John was taking care of them. They were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come at Pentecost. And guess what? They were once of the first recipients of the Holy Spirit. And Mary continued to move on in her relationship with her, with her God. Persevered with her son. Now, how many of you parents realized by now that we as parents need to persevere with our children? Okay? Whether good or bad, we need to stand with them and persevere with them because even our children can make mistakes. How many of you realize that by now? Your children are not perfect. I have good news for you. Okay, They're not perfect. Sometimes they're going to bring you joy. 
Sometimes they might bring you pain. But in those times of pain, persevere with them. Because your job as a parent does not end when they get married. Guess what? You are still the parents of your children. You know, how many of you, diba, if you have a young child, diba, yung, yung learning to walk, how many of you remember that, diba, when our children, our children are learning to walk, diba, Papa! 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 Diba, yung, ganun pa maglakad, diba, yung, diba? And what if your baby stumbles, diba, nadapa? How do you respond? Ay, ang galing ni baby, nadapa siya, No, diba, we go to our baby, we lift him up, and we dust him off. Diba, nire-restore natin yan. Hindi yung ikaw pa yung uno. Ikaw talaga bata ka, napakulit. Sabi ko sa'yo, huwag kang tatangbo. Ano ka ba naman talaga, diba? Talaga ikaw, wala ka talaga silbe. Inutil ka talaga, diba? Sinabi mo na talaga lahat ng buong buhay niya. Ikaw magiging kriminal ka talaga. Nadapa ka lang. Nadapa lang. Nadapa lang. Sinabi mo, kriminal na. You summarize the whole life already. Pick-upin mo lang. Akapin. And let him go. That's the nature of parenthood. You know what? In this church, I'm a pastor. But guess what? I am not the only pastor of this church. There are other pastors in this church who can minister in this church. But guess what? There's only one father to my three girls. And I'll always be with them. And there's only one mother for my three girls. And that's irreplaceable. Our profession can be replaced, but our role as parents will never be replaced. Because we need to stand and persevere with our children, no matter what. And Mary was such a great mother. She stood by the side of her son at the very end of his life. All the disciples at that time deserted Jesus. Peter was no longer there. Judas was no longer there. Diba? Siyempre. <laughs> Dahil sa kanya, kaya siya nandun, diba? No, no, the, the, the other disciples, only Mary and John and a few disciples were there. And she was not afraid that she will be jailed. I'm gonna stand with my son. I believe in his cause. And I'm here till you die. I'm gonna stand with you. She persevered till the very end. And that's the way we relate to God. And how many of you know that God loves us dearly? And sometimes when you talk about love in human nature, the, the best way for us to sometimes relate about love is the love of a mother to her children. And somehow I found in Scripture, in Isaiah chapter 49, the way God loves us is also shown in the way that we can actually relate with Him. Can a mother forget the baby? I'd like to call the music team here on, on the stage. At her breast. And have no compassion on the child she has born. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. And, you know, I'm not sure about your relationship with your mom. And how many of you know that our moms are not perfect? Sometimes our moms can make mistakes. And yet, God declared... The most tender person on this planet who can actually give her love to us, you know, unconditionally, is our mother. Yet in Scripture, though she may forget, 
I will never forget about you. That's how much God loves us. That while we were yet sinners, He sent His only Son, Jesus, to die for us and give His life so that we might live. We hope you were inspired by that message. We invite all mothers and fathers to register your children in Kids Church, which is age-appropriate services and activities running simultaneously with our regular services. Kids Church is for children up to 12 years old. Thank you and stay connected.